last time on Join the Party. As the party scraps with the nephews at their hideout, they start to uncover more questions than answers. Aggie breaks into the locked garage under the boathouse, where a massive mountain lobster, who may or may not be the mythical Monty, is swimming in an above-ground pool. Aggie tries to make peace with the giant crustacean, and Milo sends Tuna forward to talk, which leads to the mountain lobster busting out of the pool and the garage. Outside, Val tackles an ice cream truck and mops up the remaining nephews as the Knight of Mirrors pulls up and offers their help. The party questions the mysterious bike rider, who swears they're all on the same side. Finally, Aggie pulls out her phone to talk to the one person who may have some answers. The mayor and mad scientist, Dr. Morrow. Get ready to be blinded with science. And after that, let's get the party started. So the three of you are standing on Aggie's back porch, calling Dr. Morrow at home. It's like 10 p.m. at this point. Like you do. You know, just calling the mayor, having her on speaker. It's fine. Listen, I didn't think that decision lightly, but here we are. That's true. Aggie, 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 can I talk? Aggie, can I talk? Please? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And Dr. Morrow says... Aggie O'Hare, as I live and breathe, I thought tonight was going to be boring. How can I help you? Uh, well, Dr. Morrow, I have some information of a sensitive nature that I think you need to know about pretty urgently. I don't know if you'd rather me tell you over the phone or meet you um, first thing in the morning, but hey, do you know of, you know Monty, right? The mythical legend of the giant mountain lobster that yeah. lives in Lake Town, in the Lake Town area. Of course, we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, if Sometimes I were to... he, uh, around the Christmas time, he brings little uh, little pearls to good children and eats <laughs> all of the bad children. Of course, we all know. Didn't we all get pearls when we were little kids? Didn't we all get eaten when we were little kids? Val, did you really get on. a pearl? Yeah. Oh. Didn't didn't everyone? Oh, who's that? Oh. Do you have friends? Who is this? Um, hi, Doctor Morrow. This hi, Doctor Morrow. This is Milo. I, like, put a hand in his face like I went to a five-year-old who's trying to, like, <laughs> grab brownies before they're cool. Always love to hear a fan. Well, um, Monty, not so much of a legend. And I was wondering if that's a thing that you know, or if this is more new information that maybe you or someone who works for you or someone who maybe should be working for you has brought about. Hmm. A legendary creature becomes real, and it may or may not be my fault. Now that's fun. Yeah, sure, come on over. I don't have, uh, I'm just kind of messing around in my study. Money, uh, you three seem, you three seem, who is, I'm hearing three voices. So there's Aggie, and who are these, uh, who are the other two? And Milo, it's me, do you remember me as Milo? It seems like you have some sort of talking poodle. Is this related to what you were? Is this also part of the problem? Milo works at the museum. 
Mm, a month later, of course. I have dealt with them before. Huh? Milo, it's nice to I'm excited to meet you. Yeah. I'm excited uh, to meet you, too. Aggie sort of makes, like, inquiring eyes at Val. Like, do you want to reveal yourself? I am Val. Hello. Hello. Val walks dogs and delivers pizza. I don't deliver pizza. Oh, I'm very sorry. I help make pizza. <laughs> There's pizza. a difference. <laughs> a, a pizza smith. I love... A wide resume is a good resume. I'm excited to meet all of you. Yeah, why not, um... Let's see. Where uh, where are you? Where are you three? Just at, at home in the historic district. Oh, okay, nearby. All right, um... You know, I'll have, uh, I'll have the car come around and pick you up, and you, you'll uh, come on over. It'll be nice to meet all of you. Oh, we, we can drive. That's no problem. Oh, no, 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 no. It's fine. Let me... We really prefer it, if, if that's okay. No, okay. You can drive. Yeah, that's fine. At the the whole estate? That oh, there? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come, uh... Yeah, don't use any of the secret entrances. Just use the one in the front. Uh... That's right. None of you know me well enough personally to know that I'm joking. Yes, just come on over. It's fine. Uh, yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, I guess I just forgot that Aggie has a car. <laughs> <laughs> This feels like a real Gracie Mansion situation Mm -hmm. that people know, like, where the mayor's house is. So, yeah, uh, the mayor has invited you over if you three want to go over. All right. Oh, my God. We're going to talk tomorrow's. Oh, my God. We're going to talk tomorrow's. Is he okay? Are you saying Mars? (laughs) Um, Do we need to get him a paper bag or something? I'm a little concerned he might pass out. You know, I, I do think it's actually good. Like, I listen, I... I have no reason not to, to trust Dr. Morrow, except that people in power sometimes do, you know, underhanded things. So I think it's good that we have somebody who is very skeptical and intimidating. And thank you. Thank also you. Also, someone who is very uh, effusive. And I think me in the middle, that'll be a pretty good, like, excited cop, surly cop middle cop situation. <laughs> you know, the, the typical excited cop. It makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm, I'm sorry to call you a cop, Val. It's a bit of an insult, but it's fine. We'll move on from it. In the back, as uh, you see the Knight of Mirrors is putting a tied-up Mantis in a sidecar and getting River Greens on the uh, on the motorcycle. Fucking and they turn around and be like, Not a cop! No one's a cop here! I don't know why we're talking about cops. Not a cop. They're definitely a cop, right? I feel like they may be a cop now. After no, I'm not. I, split, I don't know. I'm... I've never worked with other people before. I don't know how to say I'm not a cop without sounding like I'm not a cop. I mean, like, you wouldn't say it so much. Like, you doth protest too much. You okay, know? I'll stop saying it. Okay, I'll stop saying it. If you weren't a cop, you wouldn't, yeah. You yeah. just don't say it. I love, All right. I love weed. <laughs> okay. Okay. You guys go left out of the driveway. We will take a right. Nobody needs to know that we were talking tonight. Uh, good luck. All right. See you later. Fr- friends? No. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Vree! Scree! Uh, and the uh, the Knight of Mirrors takes off on their motorcycle. Was the Scree the motorcycle, or was it the Knight of Mirrors? <laughs> That's for you at home to figure out. <laughs> the helmet really messes with the acoustics. You're not really sure. Uh, yeah, uh, you all can drive over. Yeah, we can um, pile all three of us into my pickup and head over. There is a toolbox um, at, at Milo's feet. Sorry about that. It's cool. I, I can just put my legs feet on top of it, if that's okay. Yeah. No, it's a, okay. it's a craftsman. Cool. It's, a, it's sturdy. Yep. Uh, Real American industry. Bought it from Sears. Lifetime warranty. Nice. Yeah, I've used so many toolboxes. I know how to use them so well. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. I know how to. I know my way around a box of tools, you know. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Checks out. Hey, what if Milo is a cop? <laughs> <laughs> Milo might be a cop. Milo might be say. a cop. He might be a cop the whole time. Okay, yeah, you three drive over. So the mayor's house is pretty close by to Historic Lake Town. The story goes she used to live in Historic Lake Town, but she got a new house when she became the mayor. Uh, and now, so she lives like 15 minutes away. Yeah. Um, you're driving down, you just hit Highway 1, but then you take a hard right. Uh it's kind of like in this area between the industry city and historic Lake Town, like really up in the woods. So you start driving and then it goes from pavement to gravel and then gravel to dirt road. But you're there in like 15 minutes flat. Does anyone else feel like we're about to enter a murder mystery? I do. Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. No, I just wanted to make vibe. sure that was the, like the general vibe and it wasn't just me being like anxious. I'll bring the toolbox. Will that help? I feel like it probably won't. Okay. If it's going to be like a weird, dangerous game situation. I mean, I have my to-go tools just in my jacket, so. <laughs> Excellent. I, ha- I have brass knuckles. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> okay, so you're driving up the dirt road, and eventually you come to a pretty large gate. Everything is made out of wrought iron that is crafted into fun spikes at the top. You know, they're not <laughs> uniform. It feels very, like, freeform, like someone was crafting it like with. Like Gaudi-esque. Yeah, it's like it was, the metal was pottery, and they're just kind of like, ooh, what if I did this flourish at the top? And it says Morrow across the gate and set bisected in the middle between the two R's. And there's a little, uh, you know, what do you call it? There's a little intercom uh, on the left. A little buzzer thing. Yeah. I push the buzzer button. Uh, okay, so you get, uh, there's some crackling of static, and it goes, boop. Hello, Morrow residents. Oh, not the voice I expected. Um, hi, we're here to see Dr. Amaro. She invited us up. Okay, who is this? Uh, Aggie O'Hare and guests. Uh, O'Hare, that's that's funny. Who is this? What? I don't get the joke. That That's my last name, O'Hare. Oh, oh your last name is O'Hare? Okay, I'll write that down. I'll write that down. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I understand now. I hear, I hear it. So, uh, who is so? Aggie O'Hare... Who else is in the? Who else is here? Milo. Hi, I'm Milo. What is your last name? Lane. Lane. Milo. And... La- Milo Lane. I'm gonna write that down. Val. No last name. That is correct. Val Nola. Is that uh, Prussian? Where's last name? Last yes. name from? No last name. It's Prussian. Is there is there an accent somewhere that I can no. write it down? There's no. an umlaut over the O. Okay. No. No last. Okay. All right. Come on up. The doors to the gates creak open. All right, we drive up to the house. What does it look like? Okay, so as you drive up to the Morrow Estate, you see a pretty cozy-looking cabin. So for those of you who know, this is like Adirondack style. There's a lot of reclaimed wood uh, and lots of like the actual logs. You know, when you have that really cylindrical style, that's when a wall is like stacked up of like little cabin. It's a, it's a very cool log cabin. So you get a lot of the like wood textures on the outside and there's this pointy tin roof and you see that there is a wide porch stretching out behind. You can see the back of the house and there's like a wide porch stretching out with those Adirondack chairs. You know, like the big uh, oversized wooden ones that, like, is perpetually in a 45-degree lean. It. So comfy. People think it's a Cracker Barrel chair. It's not. It's not. No, it's not. Adirondack lounge. Uh, when you look at it, it does look a little bit smaller than you would think 
the person who's been running this uh, industrious town into city would live in. It looks like it's only like a few rooms large. There are some other strange things about this. The porch is kind of just pointed into thick woods. Like ordinarily, the it would be pointed like towards a lake or towards a any sort of uh, scenery or outlook, but it's really just kind of pointed towards the woods in the back. And also it's mounted on the side of a small slope, so it has those like stilts, but they're almost like very sturdy metal legs are holding up the cabin. Guys, I think the porch can walk. This house is a robot. There's some Baba Yaga shit. Yeah, no, I mean, did anyone else expect like a mansion or like a, like, you know, all the camps that are like out on the big lakes? That's what I thought. No, I totally, look, I expected like brickwork and like maybe some gargoyles or something like that. You know, the classic, like we're going to get murdered in this house because it's Clue. Or at least like some birch. Haven't y'all read the biography of Dr. Morrow? This is like, this is her trademark. This is the house. What's the title of that uh, memoir, Brandon? Um, it is, Tomorrow is Always Just a Day Away. The Life and Times of Dr. Morrow. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> What's another way of saying that? What's another way of saying that? <laughs> it is, uh, uh, Tomorrow is just today, but in the future, the life and times of Dr. Morrow. <laughs> that one. I like that one. <laughs> Thinking about tomorrow, the life and times of Dr. Morrow. Fuck. I was just going to say two, and then like that typographic mark, this is like a circle in the middle of the line, Morrow. That's good. <laughs> That's that good. Also, like that. also good. Also nice. good. Actually, all of those were published. They were done under different ghost writers, uh, but they're all canonical autobiographies. Wow. And they all end with the life and times of Dr. Moore. Is there a Wikipedia article documenting all of the inconsistencies between the versions? Oh, 100%. In a table? Oh, good, good, good. I good. read the graphic novel version, Ooh, which was like Days of Future Tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they're a YouTube channel just devoted to Dr. Morrow. It's like, sup, y'all? This is LTC Sleuth, here with another blast on trying to figure out who the hell is Dr. Morrow. We dove into her early life, but let's get into her teen years. Emily, we know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> what? I've had this... <laughs> I've been disguising my voice the whole time. Uh, no, but seriously, I think the porch can, like, raise or lower or walk, but that's that's not how you build a cabin like this. They don't use metal at all. I mean, she's like a, a science person, right? That I'm a science person. That's what they're called, yes. She could do some weird shit with... That's true, right? They call them science people? Yep, right? science people. That's it. Mm -hmm. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, like, it would make sense that her house could do weird shit. Let's just stick together and, you know, expect the unexpected. Again, don't want to get murdered in this murder house. No. Even though it isn't a murder mansion... It could be a murder cabin, and I'm. Val, I think you're confusing murdered. scientists with architect. Is that possible? No, because okay. my uncle Vinny, he married an architect. Gotcha. No. Should we go inside or? <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll park kind of right up front. Is there like a gravel kind of cul-de-sac or like a little parking area? Yeah, there's like a one of those circle driveways in the front. All right, so yeah, you pull up and you walk onto. She also has like a jutting front porch. With, like, really stately, like, logs everywhere. And a rocking chair. And, yeah, you can go up to the door. All right, we ring the doorbell. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. It's a mansion doorbell. It's 
fucking obnoxious is what it is. <laughs> Bell is so suspicious. It's so funny. Oh, you think you're better than me? You got a, you got a nice doorbell? You got, you got a multi-tone doorbell? You think you're better than me? You have, wow, a, do- you you have do- a doorbell that actually works? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> can I uh, make a perception check on the building using my super power uh, just to see if there's any architectural details that I can discern? Sure. Val, I'm going to have you do this with disadvantage because you're kind of in, in your head about perception? this. perception? Yeah, perception. All right. Well, and uh, Brandon, do this too. Uh, ten. I got a seventeen, y'all, with mm. with a disadvantage and a zero. Maybe Hell yeah. I am too flabbergasted by this weird metal porch leg to understand much about the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an eight. Okay. <laughs> what do I know about the house? All right, so uh, Aggie and Milo, I think that you're you're both just like pretty stoked to be here. I think both of you know Dr. Morrow, especially Milo is losing it a little bit. So you're both kind of just like ready to put on a good face, and um, you are surprised at where you are, but it's not, I don't think you can discern anything. Val, in your Italian reverie, uh, you're looking around <laughs> intentionally for things for that Dr. Morrow thinks she's better than you. Mm-hmm. You're at the front of the house, and the back of the house is the one that is pointing towards the forest. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're looking around, and you're just looking at me like, oh, fucking the scientist mayor, she thinks they're better than me. I can see her with her small house. She's trying to pretend like she doesn't have all this money. I can't believe it. But when you look at the back, and you look at the porch, you see that, like, the house is kind of built in to the hill. Yeah, okay. It's like when if you really take a look at where the house meets the hill, you see that it kind of they kind of just like come into each other. It's bigger on the inside. That's what it seems <laughs> like. Uh, and I think uh Aggie with a 10, you might be more distracted by the kathum 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 uh that you hear as uh something comes to the door. Aggie, do I have crumbs on my shirt? Do I, am I, is my hair okay? You're, you're fine. Stand up straight. Okay. Wait, Milo, we can see your Star Trek t-shirt. You're wearing your button down. Oh no! (laughs) Uh, Milo Uh, unbuttons one more button to make sure it's more prominent. (laughs) (laughs) You just see, like, Janeway's face now. (laughs) Speaking out of your shirt. And just before the person answers the door, I turn to Milo. Uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. You remind me so much of all of my brothers. So just, if we can talk about that later, but, like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Kithum, kithum, kithum. And the door opens, and you three are looking at a rabbit. The rabbit is two feet tall and is standing on its hind legs. What? And it's wearing what? a very nicely cut, like, blue-blue suit with a little white shirt and, like, a golden tie. The rabbit... I realize uh, this is D&D, but this is a step too far. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, science. We, we just saw a giant crayfish. Two animal surprises. I love um, animal surprises. The rabbit is mostly brown, but you can see that there are some white hairs speckled through its fur. From age, can we gather? Make a nature check. It's a non-natural one. Ah, okay. Ah. With a one. Wow, she has an old rabbit as a butler? Wow. <laughs> I'm actually extremely excited about the rabbit. Now <laughs> season is like, can I, can I scratch your ears? <laughs> <laughs> but Val, all you're thinking is like, wow, can't believe she's using such an old rabbit as a butler. <laughs> yeah, it's an old rabbit, got it. Um, he- hello. Sorry, I'm a little surprised. Um, I'm Aggie, this is uh, Milo and Val. Oh, oh my god, I'm talking rabbits? I cannot believe this rabbit is talking what is happening. Oh, I feel bad Aggie, for all the rabbits the hair. Aggie the uh, O'Hare. I understand now why you thought my last name was a joke. I listen, I just have to understand that you know sometimes we have there are two of us. 
happening at the... With the ears, um... Much taller than I am, though. I'm sorry that I am not uh, a member of your family. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> you are handling this very calmly. No, it's fine. I think everybody, uh, you know, everybody who comes uh, over the Morrow House, you know, the doctor, the good doctor, thinks uh, that they can handle the uh, scientific achievements that happen here. So it's just nice to meet all of you. Uh, you must be friends and good people. And I'm just gonna let this uh, momentary, momentary sudden uh, surprise is just, uh, you know, I, I get, I get it. It's happened before. I'm, I'm so sorry. Uh, it's sorry about that. You you are taking it better. Actually, no, that's exactly what Vice President Al Gore did when uh, we met. So <laughs> this is this is the same for See, me. See, that's much more surprising to me. That I guess it makes sense that that Vice President Gore and Dr. Morrow would know each other. Um, any, sorry, I'm getting confused. Um, and and distracted and. Anyway, uh, can we see the doctor? We've kind of a, I'm sorry, a, a time-sensitive um, question. Oh, yeah, no, she told me that you were coming over. Um, it's nice to meet you. My name is January. January. Uh, it's nice to meet all of you. I am a snowshoe hare uh, related to the Adirondack, because, you know, we're all part of the Adirondack area, so it's kind of a, yeah. n- a fun nature fact. Sure. Um, and, yeah, we can, uh, you can come on in. And uh, January uh, hops away into the cabin. Uh, wow, it didn't didn't think talking animals were a thing. Hey, uh, this is another thing I actually should have warned you. And, like, the rabbit's, like, 200 feet into the cabin. Yeah, rabbits have really good sense of hearing, so if you're going to talk about me, just, like, wait until I'm very far away. I am so sorry that we are so rude. Let's all take a second, and you can, like, be weird for a little bit, but then after that you can't be weird. This is a rule we have in the house. You can't be weird. how are you being so calm about this? Milo, we're going to play a game where you are. Uh, locked in the hollow deck, and you can see what's happening, but no one can hear you. Okay? Okay, this is all a simulation. Got it. Milo, I would also like to point out that you do have a ghost cat. Yeah, it was a real-ass cat, though, before it died. This is a real-ass rabbit. It just can talk, I guess? Fuck! Oh, you have a ghost cat? I definitely want to check that out later. That does sound fun. Its name was Tuna, I believe. I tried to scritch it, but I couldn't touch it. Mm, that's my name. Don't wear it out. Get oh, go away. I do, I do not call you. No. Meow. Mmm, a rabbit. Weird. And then Tuna disappears. <laughs> did you see the cat? You did not see the cat. No. It said the rabbit was weird, and then it left. Sounds like Milo. If only he wasn't in the hollow deck, he could tell us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think you guys are continuing to be weird, okay, so I'm you sorry, do need I'm more sorry. time or that I can lead you up. I have to apologize to the rabbit, all right? I, I guess we should go see the mayor. Why don't you apologize to January? Kathum, kathum, kathum. It was weird that we were talking so far away, but I figured if you want to apologize, you can do it to my face. <laughs> I want to protect this rabbit with my life. <laughs> January, I am sorry. Okay. Would it be rude to ask if I could pet your ears? No, I appreciate you asking. You definitely can. Okay. Are we good? We're even now? Now tell me about this pet, Julie. <laughs> it's little scratches behind the ears. Oh, very. That's so good. Yes. It's so Very good. restrained, dignified. Yeah. It's, it's very good. I respect you as a fellow being. Again, I appreciate it a lot. I just like if we could stop being weird, we can all just move on. Okay. Okay, cool. Great. This ends now. Okay, uh, look, let's, uh, let's head on up. So you're walking through this cabin. Yeah, this thing is a little bit bigger on the inside. On the inside, it's pretty much the size of, like, a pretty large house. But each room is... You know in The Mask of the Red Death, uh, how each room has, like, a different color palette? 
It's a lot like that, but each room has a different color palette and just like totally different fashion sense. Ooh. Like you look into one room and there's a, there's like a real like hunting lodge style den with like a roaring fireplace and just like leather everywhere and even just like some weird animal heads oh, on yeah. the wall. But then you can you as you're walking through, you also like can take a peek into like the kitchen and the kitchen is just like chrome, steel, like black accents everywhere. And like everything is just like a different color. Real quick, very important. Are there any rabbit heads in that first room? Uh, why don't you make an investigation check? That'd be extremely fucked up. 13. Okay. Um, no, there are no rabbit heads, but you see that there's like a walrus head and like a big giraffe head with a... Uh, with a long neck, but with a 13, you're not sure if these are real or not, because you also see, like, some Scooby-Doo character heads on the wall, too. Oh, no. <laughs> I kind of like that. The people, or the dogs, or both? No, the costumes. <laughs> the Brandon! Costume okay. monsters. Come on, Brandon. Come on. The van? Yeah, like, a minor 69ers head is on there, and, like, the... <laughs> Like there's a creature from the Black Laguna head up there, too. So you don't know if, like, any of these are, are if you can't tell if they're real or not. Okay. So, yeah, as you're walking through, then you get to this really tall, uh, winding metal spiral staircase that winds downwards. Ooh. So, uh, just step on the first step, and it's kind of like a ski lift, so just, uh, just let it happen. Not it. <laughs> I'll no, go first. you are all doing it. This isn't a not it situation. I will go first. I will go second. I'll go after y'all go. I mean, I'll go first to show you how, how it works. All right. Um, so you go over the, the metal staircase. There's like a big red button just on the side of one of the railings. And like, it's like a seat comes out of the floor to catch you, very much like a ski lift. Then January presses uh, the three button. It goes one, two, three, presses the three button, and it, it starts like winding down the spiral staircase. Uh, you can go wee if you want. I've just done this a lot, so it's just not. It, it's very impressive, I'm, I'm sure, to everybody else. Does it go fast enough that we can go wee? I mean, yeah, if you want me to turn it up. Fuck yeah, let's do uh, no, it. No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Just normal speed is fine. <laughs> okay. Wee! <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so yeah, all four of you, you all, uh, it all happens individually. You kind of stand there and like, it's like the stair before you comes up to like catch your butt and then leads you down the spiral staircase to the third floor, which is like, so if the top one is one, then there's a two, which is kind of like, it's a hallway and you can kind of see like a little bit of like a pillow. So you're like, oh, that's where people sleep. And then it goes down to down to the third floor and it stops. And uh, it really just kind of leads out into this big hallway with a big door uh, at the end of the hallway. Dr. Morrow's study is in the back there. Just, uh, I can lead you there, but I guess I just, you all still still seem pretty weirded out. So I feel like I want to like front load the information. I feel like you probably also have like better things to do than lead us through a house. So, oh like... yeah, I was shining a lot of silver before this. Okay. These paws, they're very good at it. They're magic paws. Whoa. And then he wiggles the sand side you. Did you say magic? I mean, I did say they were magic paws, but I'm not literally magic. If that's okay. what you're asking, yeah, that is what Milo, I'm asking. I didn't think the same thing. Don't be weird. Why yeah. would this humanoid rabbit have magic abilities? Right. Yeah, this is I a mean, simulation. Forget. I forget. We're in the holodeck. There we go. Yeah, I know. That's kind of a weird thing for a guy who shoots ghosts out of his chest. Kathump, 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 kathump. And January uh, hops over to the door and just kind of knocks on it and says, Yeah, Dr. Morrow, the, the three of them are here. Uh, 
from inside of the room. He said, Ah, January! Send send them in, please. I've been waiting for them. Alright, are we all at all concerned that the rabbit knows about Milo's weird ghost hand? Oh, yeah, very. Okay, cool. Glad we're all on the same page. He's just a simulation. It's fine. Okay. Okay. I feel like that was a bad advice that you gave him now. Yep, nope. Gonna walk that back. Um... (laughs) No more, no more holodeck. Here we are. Gonna meet your hero. Don't be that weird. Okay. 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 Um, All right. Deep breath in. <sighs> Am I supposed to breathe back out, or what yes. do I do next? Yes. Do it. <sighs> okay. Breathe. Uh, in January, kind of motions towards the door, and then hops back up the stairs, and it kind of winds him back up. I'm glad there's a job market for rabbits. You know, it's a good point. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Hey, it's Eric. I've been thinking a lot about what skills I've been gathering since being inside for the last few months. I've learned how to stream, I've learned how to cook some new dishes that I didn't know, and I know how to play GameCube like I did when I was 12, and how to wrestle some control of my own happiness. And I'm sure that you've picked up some weird quarantine skills too. Maybe it's baking, or pickling, or carpentry, or something else. So remember, even as the times change, you still have these skills. So years from now, you're baking bread casually in the morning. You realize that you've grown, even if it seems that nothing really has changed. Welcome to the mid-roll. Give me a slice, please. I want it. I'm using my gravy hands. Thank you to everyone who has joined our Patreon in the last week. Megan, C. Lynn, Jesse, the lovely Loveless, Marlin, and Rachel. We are so glad for each and every person who supports us on Patreon. You literally make it possible for this to be our jobs, and we could not do this without you. It is the highlight of our week to talk about new episodes with you in our patron-only Discord, and I love coming up with new NPC backstories for every single episode. To get access to all these benefits and to ensure we can keep making this show, join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. And in Multitude News, we have a bunch of cool new merch available because DFTBA has reopened. Spirits has a digital coloring book and new copper pins made in collaboration with Shaker and Spoon. Horse has beautiful phone backgrounds. Potterless has freshly restocked tees and pins. And you know Join the Party as Mountain Lobsters merch, a full color poster of Lake Town City, and No Capes, my new guide to reskinning and playing D&D with a superhero bent. Getting merch, digital or physical, is a great way to support the shows you love and get something neat in return. So check it all out at multitude.productions slash merch. We are sponsored this week by Zombies Run, an app that turns exercise into an exciting adventure. They combine thrilling audio storytelling with compelling gameplay, most recently a new series of missions called New Adventures. Lots of these don't feature any zombies at all, and they range from a sci-fi epic exploring the mysterious abandoned colony on Venus to a fantasy set at Hadrian's Wall as you race to prevent a war between Rodian legions and the Picts, which is a real historical thing that happens. They also have extremely factual new adventures, including Run the Solar System and Run to the Deep, which was made with the British Science Association. So learn something as you sweat. So even if you aren't into zombies, you have something to love. Download them now on iPhone and Android. Just search for Zombies Run.
And finally, we are sponsored this week by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. They connect you with licensed counselors through their secure app, letting you message with your therapist and schedule live phone or video sessions. You can also message your counselor in between sessions if you're worrying about something or you think about a topic that you want to cover in your next call. Because BetterHelp wants you to find the best therapeutic match possible. It's easy and free to switch counselors if need be. And that is the hardest part about having a therapist is having someone that you actually connect with and you look for them and you make the phone calls and you set them up. It's like dating, but for your mental health. So it's harder and like you really need it instead of just like trying to find someone to kiss. And the best part is that BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling, with financial aid also available. And you can get 10% off your first month of counseling by signing up at BetterHelp.com slash join the party. That is BetterHelp.com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. BetterHelp.com slash join the party. All right, let's get back to the show. Do you guys want to go in? Yeah, or we're just going. What do you want to do? Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So you three walk to the front door and you you throw it open. And inside, this room looks like a park. I don't know if you've ever been to one of these places, but there's sometimes like museums uh, like to put together like fake outside and put it inside. So like you look around and on the floor, there's just like AstroTurf and there's kind of like a park bench over to one side and uh, there's like a little stone path that's leading to a big wooden desk, which Dr. Morrow is behind. Uh, There's also some bookshelves, but they're painted like sky blue, which leads up to the sky blue ceiling. And there's like a bunch of different like patches of light simulating uh, the outside, especially because you see that there are no windows in here because, you know, you're underground. But, like, she's really nailed it. It does look like it's, like, noon in June in here. I take it back, Milo. We might be in a holodeck. I think we might be. I still don't know what a holodeck is. It's like a room where every side's a TV. I have some DVDs for you later. I'll send, I'll, you can borrow them, and I'll, I'll give you some episodes to watch. I only watch Blu-ray, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll see what I can do. <laughs> As you're standing there talking about uh, Star Trek DVDs, and Blu-rays. Um, you also see that, like, the light kind of changes for a moment. It's like a cloud passes over the sun for a moment, and then it, it, like, fades away. And inside you see that Dr. Morrow is behind her big wooden desk and with a big chair, and Dr. Morrow is uh, messing around with something on her desk. Dr. Morrow looks, has, like, Beetlejuice or Claire Saffitz hair. You know, she has, like, a little streak in the front. Yeah. Uh, she looks to be in her early 40s, so a little bit older than the way that all of your parents uh, look. Um, there's also something like very incongruous about her. Like, you know, you've been outside, it's 2020, you have your phones, you look at your app, and then you look up at someone and you're like, oh, are you from 1993? It's like she's been wearing the same outfit, the same clothes since 1993, and just like kind of waiting for it to come back in style. She has these big, like, chunky 70s glasses and just wear a denim work shirt and like unfitted slacks. Is she wearing a choker or? No, Brandon, she's not a teenager in 1993. Maybe she'll have like a leather cord necklace with a stone mm. on it. Actually, no, that's probably more yeah, likely. Yeah, she has a leather correct. necklace and there's like an opal on it. Oh, yeah. And she's also, also wearing like a lab coat that's uh, put and the, the sleeves are pushed up. She's messing around what kind of looks like to be a sandbox. There's like a little like two foot by two foot square that has sand in it. And she's kind of just like pushing it around in there. 
And she moses all of you, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, come on, come on, uh, come on!" And just uh, there's some chairs over by the uh, by the water fountain. You can just grab that, and uh, uh, I'm just finishing something up here. And you see, over in the corner, there's a literal water fountain that's attached to the wall. That's next to like a 1950s style soda machine, and there's just like some like white outdoor folding chairs. There's like four, so you can just go. That's just like I got it. Walks over and grabs all the chairs. Ooh, so strong! So Grabbing strong. three foldable chairs. So strong. It's Dungeons and Dragons, really living out your power. <laughs> power <laughs> fantasy. So yeah, you put them over, and so uh, while Val's doing that, you can see that Doctor Morrow is messing around with the sandbox, and she's kind of like making little. It's like clay almost sand, and she's messing around with like some little figures, and like kind of makes like a little dog, and then she puts her hands up, and you can see that like some of the the little figures then start to move next to the. Dog. Dog, and like the dog barks and other people figures are like petting the little dog figure so you're like huh i guess uh they kind of knew what to do all right and she smushes it and kind of smooths it back out and Ooh. pushes pushes the sandbox over over to the side what i'm i'm really sorry dr morrow i know that we have a lot to talk about but did you just like invent life like i'm sorry what what was that what oh you haven't seen this is the uh I guess we would call it the golem box. It's uh, kind of like a, just clay and sand that we've shot a bunch of energy through. And it has very limited, as long as everything is kind of attached in here, as you put it together, you kind of just like make something that uh, it feeds off of our preconceived notions of what uh, kind of society is supposed to do and how they're supposed to interact with each other. So you just kind of make a thing and then it kind of messes around. It's just kind of a fun, fun thing I've been messing around with. Uh, but hi, it's so nice to meet all, it's so nice to meet all of you. You all look different than I imagined you would. I guess it's when you like listen to a podcast in the face, you only see someone uh, through electronic means, but it's, it's nice to meet all of you. Yeah, it's so weird when you listen to a podcast and they're way more attractive than they are sounding, you know, like in real mm, life. Mm. <laughs> like they're super they're attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we've met briefly before, uh, at, at the parade, the, the charity thing, um, how, how did you know Milo and Val? That is also a question I would like to know. Val. Do you know me? I do. Everyone, listen, we have plenty of time for everything. Take a seat. Val you puts, want anything? Val puts the chairs out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Val. I appreciate it. Do you want anything? Um, you can just go over to the soda machine, and it kind of just gives you uh, whatever, whatever um, drink you're looking for. I definitely need a moment, so I'm going to go over. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to get some water because I'm a little parched. Sure. Uh, well, if you want water, just use the water fountain. But, uh, you know, the soda machines, uh, well, it's more like depending on how much you want. If you want a bottle's worth, use the soda machine. But the, the water fountain is for just singular fountain drinking. So you do go over to them and it has like a little screen where it's just like, what kind of liquid do you want? And you can, uh, with a little keyboard on both. Please grab me a beer. I need <laughs> several beers. It's been a weird day. I type in beer whiskey shot. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. There's there's like a secondary question pops up. I was like, would you like that in the same bottle or different ones? Different. And then I have quantity up to two. Okay. Great. Um, so then it goes. <laughs> and you pop it open. And you see that all of the bottles are like Dr. Morrow branded. It's like Morrow Corp. And it has her face doing a little thumbs up. And you can see that there are two bottles of beer and two like squat bottles each with a uh, one ounce of whiskey. Uh, Milo, I think she has a replicator. Oh my God. Wait, let me try something. And I type in T Earl Grey hot. 
<laughs> and then there's a secondary screen that pops up. It says, milk, sugar, lemon? Uh, no, thank you. Okay, that goes, and uh, you pick it up. It's a glass bottle, so it's hot, but it is filled with your Earl Grey tea. Wow. Yeah, we don't recommend usually doing it for hot things. You can do it, but, you know, it's it's more strange. It's a, the weirdness, I think. It, it kind of makes it a little different because you're... It, it's all it's all the same bottle, really. Uh, but no, come on, sit, sit, sit. We have a, we have a lot to talk about. I pass Val their beer and shot chugged, <laughs> shot chugged, <laughs> drink chugged. Amazing. I burn my mouth a little bit. <laughs> true to life, Brandon. True to life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, it's so nice for all of you to come over here. I, you know, I don't usually get phone calls at this hour from regular citizens, uh, but. Still pretty cool. Um, so, uh, what what's going on? What's up? I think first we should address the how you know Milo and myself. Mm, that's right. Okay, well, I guess we As will people who there. have never met you before. No, no, that's fine. Well, you know, I, mean, I, my... fe- I feel like I've met you. I feel like we're close. I feel like we're connected, you know? I feel <laughs> like I've known you for my entire life. Mm, which, I of the, which of the memoirs did you read? Oh, just all of them. Ah, uh, so you probably know me about 70%. That's fine. The 30% is very crucial. I read the graphic novel version. Oh, ooh. They took some liberties with me on that one, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm sorry it made, to say. It made it more interesting. That's true. It was good when I became 10 feet tall. It was fun. I know cool. it was a dream sequence, ultimately, but mm. it was very cool. It was very Out cool. of all the things I know how to do, I cannot make myself tall. It's a fucking shame. <sighs> yeah, so, um, well, okay, well, I can say that I would like to tell you that I know every single citizen in Lake Town City equally, and I can recognize faces, but ordinarily, I would say that to regular people, but I did see the three of you defeat some bad guys in a bank, so that is how I know who uh, you three are. Were you at what? the bank? Milo, you cannot keep pretending that wasn't you at the bank. We all know it was you at the bank. I actually I have biometric scanners that say, in fact, it was Milo Lane. At that's the fair. bank. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Also, at one point, you did scream, my name is Milo! I did no such thing. That's a lie. You didn't, but I figured that I could just go on a roll there. But no, I do, I do know, in fact, it was the three of you. Yes. Good note. Great job. Thank you so much for defending the city. As the mayor of this entire, th- of the whole thing, the whole shebang, I'm pretty stoked about it. So, thank you. I mean, I feel like we only did kind of half the job because... A lot of them got away, and in fact, that's what we were we were doing tonight. We were trying to sort of check out if there was any unfinished business from that. Because oh, that's what, oh, that's what was that's where you were. Where where did you? I assume this is related to the mountain lobster. Yes. So you know, I'm I'm the caretaker for the historic district. Of course, of course. And um, the boathouse in the historic district. Mm-hmm. Um has had some lights on at weird times, and I just went over to check it out, brought Milo and Val, because they were over having dinner, um, and we saw some suspicious stuff. And when they tried to attack me and drive me out of the house, um, ended up checking out the basement, the like the dock level um, of the boathouse. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just a super giant mountain lobster in a pool that ended up escaping. Ah, uh, okay. That's interesting. So, hmm. mostly wanted to know what, <laughs> why, and no. how. 
Okay, well, what? It sounds like that there is a giant mountain lobster now swimming in our water supply. Yep. Which could be a problem. We'll Not come to that. Ideal. Yeah. You know, in New York City, uh, there are tiny little uh, crustacean organisms swimming through the water. So I, I can't imagine we didn't have that before, but if we have one large one, I think like the parts per shrimp, not so much of a problem, but I will look into that. Thank you. Uh, as for the how, I don't know. That is not a thing that I personally have been working on. If it was in the boathouse, though, that does make sense because all of the guys who you beat up in the bank were calling themselves nephews? Less Are they related? Than subdued, but yeah, we... Listen, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say it. I don't want to put her in trouble, but they're related to Ma and um, apparently have some business troubles and that's what they were at the bank to do is to steal a sign that someone was auctioning. Hmm. It was it was Ma's sign, I assume. Yes. Yeah, she uh they kinda cleared out of that area. They left the ice cream shop kind of abandoned and we didn't know what to do in the city. Collectors had to go over there and we took what we had to try to recoup the money to, I mean it all goes back in the Lake Town City, so that that explains it. I have heard Ma's not doing too well. So that might be part of it. I didn't they all are screaming for some sort of justice or restitution, that they were the backbone of putting all of this together. But of course, you know, whatever a bunch of rowdy boys will say when they're upset, I guess we'll come back to that and whether or not it's true. Uh, the, well, the, the, the larger point, and I'm so glad that all three of you are here, it's not... Let's go back to something that Aggie said here. Uh, it's not that you all kind of just took care of them. It's that um, you took care of it with quite an amount of style, really. And um, she pushes a button under her desk and like a big screen TV just kind of like folds out from the side. And this is like held up by a, by a robot arm. And you see it. It's like a GIF that like flips between all three of you. Aggie, there's one of you running superhumanly fast from the main uh, auction area over to the computer geek who was working on the vault and just like running much faster than a regular person should. Uh, then it flips to a gif of Val uh, who is shaking and then just walloping one of the, one of the shrimp boys, which goes on loop for a few rounds. And Val just nods. Like, yeah. And Val's like, yeah. Oh, that, that's me. Yeah. And then it goes to Milo who of course <laughs> is hiding, pops up and a ghost hand comes out of his chest and, grabs the shrimp boy who is holding the sign trying to run away. Does he know I can see... I, I We all see this, right? He knows? Yeah. He's just in denial? No, yeah, a little bit. Yep. True. Uh, Milo, I, there's no reason for you to hide anything from me. I mean, I know quite a lot. Uh, and I know that you're great. Uh, you're great at the museum. Uh, thank you so much for your work that you do there. Um, thank you for your great work you've bestowed upon humanity. I, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I know about your cat. What? Um, and I know about, and I know your dad. What? Oh yeah, Hank. Hank and I go way back. Um, what? Well, hmm. So I have a, a whole thing that I want to tell you three, but first, I this might all seem a little bit strange. I just need all of you. Let's all just be truthful with each other, okay? I'll tell you all the truth, and you can tell me all the truth when I ask you questions. That seems fair. I, I am a true believer in quid pro quo. That's fair, yes. Exactly. 
bringing Latin. I always, if I have the chance to bring Latin to it, I do. Thank you, Val. Well, listen, the church was right when they used Latin in the in the, the testaments. Well, wow. I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> okay. I am a woman of science. <laughs> Never met a Vatican One truther before. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So. I guess I'll, let me start at the end because that's usually how I like to do my presentations. I lay out the big conclusion and I amaze everyone and then I kind of work backwards and I prove it. So Aggie is taking furious notes for the next middle school tour group she has to do. So I think with your special powers, um, we can defend Lake Town City. Powers is a strong word i think i'm 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 trying i'm trying here to be honest with you but if if you know what we know then it's it's not a thing that anyone has talked about no no i understand and i think that this is you know this is the gambit at the front now i can tell you what i know but i want you to think about we the three of you if you have any other friends and me we can do this together and clean up what's happening in Lake Town City. So, I got you hooked. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> the year was 1985. <laughs> and I was just a summerin' scientist who wanted to get away from all the hustle and bustle of academia. So I found a tiny town called Lake Town, or Laketon, as the many of the boys who were out on the ski-doos in the, in the lake in the middle had told me. True. I thought, well, what if I just did some extracurricular activities up here? So, <laughs> as you might have known, I created a new element that fueled the way the United States powers everything. You might have heard of it. It's called diaphragm. Y- yeah, we've, we've definitely heard of it. That's true. I fear I assume that Milo and Aggie, of course, but Val, I don't know how many times that you've been to some of the educational centers around LTC. We had to go in fifth grade. Um, <laughs> and then I think they made us go again in ninth. I don't really remember. Oh, you've heard it twice. That's almost retention. That counts. So you, you all know you all know the, the, the story that they tell you. Well, the other thing that happened was uh, I figured out later it did release a, a certain amount of radiation into the area, uh, which seemed to be as contained as one might think radiation is. Uh, I ended up calling it Delta radiation uh, because it changes things. Oh. Got it. It's a triangle. I, yeah. This is also math and science. S- steam, baby. Funding public schools. I got it. Kyle just shakes, nods, like, yeah. uh-huh, sure. Well, it turns out that the people in the area who did get Delta radiation, who did get changed, were related to all of you. Uh, Aggie, I know that uh, your parents, Lucille and Patrick, were summering up there. Uh, Val, I know that your mom, uh, Rosa, had an art studio up there and seemed to be... Uh, Making well, she was making phallic pottery then. I guess she's been continuing to do that. To describe the art that my mother does, you could just say she was making art. She was making penis art, and Milo, Milo, I, I, I I guess I don't know much about you the way that your family shook out, but I can only assume that your family was 
there as well because, you know, of the ghost hand. But I do know your dad quite well. Because, you know, uh, Milo, I don't know if you've told your friends, but I guess I'll say this in the coolest way possible. He is a secret agent. What? What, what? the fuck? Milo, are you a cop? <laughs> I'm not a cop, I promise. I know that's what a cop, a cop would say, but like, I know that's what a cop would say, but like, I, I promise I'm really not. I don't even know what cops are. What's a cop? What's a law? I have no idea. I am very concerned now. Again, I, I did just say that in the coolest way possible, but Hank is more of a government employee. Hank Lane works at the Office of Technology Assessment, a government task force that starting in the early 80s started looking out for what technology does to the United States and uh, how it can educate people, uh, senators, representatives, and the president himself. Uh, about what just what technological issues there are around. So they kind of noticed uh, that the Afrom happened, and they came and uh, came over to Lake Town to talk to me. And that's when I met Hank. I genuinely just thought my dad like read books and wrote reports like at a desk. I I don't know about this secret agent thing. Again, I was trying to be cool in front of your friends, but your dad does that ninety nine percent of the time. Okay, cool. One percent of the time is when he hangs out with me. I mean, that's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's cool. So the government noticed uh, about what had happened to everyone in the area, and they also noticed that all of your, the people who had been affected by the, by the uh, Delta radiation, they were kind of kicking butt, as the kids would say. Again, to make uh, some prescient examples, um, I know people have been loving the penis art that Rosa has been making for years, and... Can we really just call it artwork? I really just... If just we for my just comfort... stop saying penis, okay. that would be excellent. Everyone loves her wiener art. And, <laughs> and uh, Patrick and Lucille has been, were crushing it at Morrow Corp for years. They were, they've been semi-retired since they were 40. Uh, yeah, they, they're skydiving or horseback riding in the Himalayas right now. Oh, they have? Oh, I thought they were still, I thought they were still doing the uh, art of motorcycle repair thing. No, they uh, they wrapped that one up. Oh, oh now that is cool. Yeah, this is all cool. It's kind of anyway. Yep, we're all very cool people, and we're all gonna be cool together. Just remember the whole the gambit thing. We're gonna we're gonna come back to that. Oh. So that happened in uh, in the early nineties. The government kind of threw everyone together, said that they couldn't leave because they wanted to study everyone for science. Turns out everyone was just kicking butt. So eventually, when you get a lot of people together, they uh, meet each other, and they have kids, and they all, we all, all kind of stayed in the town, and the town became a city, and a bigger city, and a bigger city, and now we have Lake Town City as it is. What I didn't know, uh, if anyone would do anything with how good they are, uh, I know your parents and the other people who had lived in the original Lake Town, they just kind of used their power for personal gain. Um, they were artists, they were successful, they got to retire, they got rich, they got famous. And I guess that's fine, you're allowed to do whatever you want with the things that you do and impress people and use your skills and however it is. But I was, I wanted to know what their children ended up doing. So I always kept tabs on all the people who I knew in the original uh, quarantine oh town. That's not creepy oh. at all. It's just stuff like on Facebook, like on Facebook and, and Google alerts. I mean, Emily is a little bit creepier, to be honest. Yeah, that is right. True. Emily, that's Emily, for fair. example, she did more of an Emily uh, from the Slaughter family. She ended up just being a real busybody. And uh, I know Aggie, all of your siblings, they kind of just did their off doing their own thing. But this is an interesting proposition here. You three decided 
to do a good thing with the powers that you have. And I like that. So, what if we could all protect the city together? You use your powers for good. We make sure the city stays the way that it is. And we all do something good on a grand scale. We use all of our powers. And, you know, I've been doing this. I've been a public servant for decades now. And I want an opportunity, if this is something that you three are interested in, to defend the city together and use your powers for good. I would, I would love that. I'm just, I guess I'm, I'm a little curious what that entails exactly. Like, I don't, I don't personally know if I want to be, you know, walking dogs. And then someone's like, hey, you, didn't you stop that house fire over on Elm Street the other day? Mm-hmm. You know? That's true. They do, we do need to update the building code over on Elm Street. They does catch on fire the, quite a lot. Yes, but that is not the point of my situation. No, I understand. <laughs> no, that, that's a good point. So I have I have two choices here, and we can we can talk about this a little bit more. Uh, for both of these, you would have the support of the city, and from me, and whatever that means for you to continue to be have, I guess, a part time job in city defense. I don't. We're, we're all kind of just. Working this together, my lawyers can get on this later, and we really ha- hammer out what this means. We're all just spitballing here, but um, we can help you with that. And well, there are two choices, and both of them allow you to not have your name and face out there if you like. Um, the first is, it's I mean this it's kind of silly. Uh, and at this point, January hops in and says, uh, "Does anyone uh, anyone need anything? Uh, can I help you with anything?" Because no, January, it's fine. You're like, oh, I'm okay. going to need an explanation of that later of January. Doesn't please. have to be Janu- right now. January is a him. First of all, sorry, him. Yes, I apologize. Thank I- you, January, being a normal guest. Good. I'm glad we're not being weird because it would be real weird if we were being weird in here. I don't smell any weird with my nose and my rabbit nose and rabbit ears. Weird doesn't have a smell. <laughs> It does to rabbits. Oh, right. That's fucking weird. Get them, get them, get them. It's weird in itself, January. You hear me? <laughs> Dr. Morrow says, well, uh, I guess it is a little, everything's a little fantastical in here. Well, you could be, in the classical sense, superheroes. You could have a mask and a code name and a costume. And, like, you're you're in the job and you're out the job. So you have the job on one side when you're you're wearing the costume and you're your own person when you're not wearing the costume. And you could also get all the fun accolades of everyone knowing your name and doing the thing that you always wanted to do. Uh, so there's that one option. And the other option is I guess you wouldn't necessarily need to uh, put a domino mask on and have a, a cool name like... The Knight uh, of Mirrors. The Knight... The Knight of Mirrors, yes. Uh... Do you know who that is? No, no, I don't. I just—it seems like that some pe- some citizens have taken it upon themselves to do the the superhero thing. I guess they've been reading too many comics or watching too many uh, big budget movies. But it seems fun, I guess. I would like to point out that you did just tell us that you kept tabs on everyone who like could do cool stuff. I'm so not, I'm just I'm not yeah, surveilling. That, that. I'm not surveilling people. What is this? 1984. I'm watching them on Facebook. You did show us videos of the bank where we were using our powers. I asked them. I'm the mayor. Okay. I asked them for the videos. Okay. All right. I'm what just, happened in 1984? 
It was Zuba's pants. That's what that's what happened. Uh, all right. Sorry, I just I, I have to say it's after thirty years of thinking that my siblings and I are just really weird and our parents are just aging really slow and that's unfortunate when people think your mom is your hotter sister. Um it's throwing me for a loop a little bit for someone to recognize that all that was real. How, how, did you know that the whole time? Why Why didn't we have some kind of recognition or network earlier? I, like I had to this, hear from Emily Slaughter that some of my classmates had the same, you know, talents as me. Oh, she ended up doing that. Hmm. Wait, you didn't see the Facebook invite? No, I didn't. She didn't send it to me, uh, unfortunately. That's a fucking shame. So you I'm don't not... read our texts. Is that not? No. Again, I don't read your... I'm not... Listen, these are very important questions, and I appreciate that at least Aggie is asking them. I'm not hacking me. into your tech. I'm not hacking into your phones. I was more saying I was following them. I am friends with all of your parents on Facebook. They share things. I see articles. Yes. That's more what I meant. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not trying to be skeptical and and shut this down it's just it's a lot to take in and like my my whole life is about serving and protecting lake town so i'm i'm with you in theory but it's it's just a you know a lot to buy into at once no i understand i mean this it's this isn't the comics no one is going to show up with 10 trillion dollars for the ability to bring superheroes together and defend everything i mean someone needs to do the legwork and it's annoying Doing uh, logistics, so many emails and copy to copy to write and Slack messages. It's just, it's it's quite a lot. People don't like doing this, so I can understand why no one feel like pulling everything together. Um, it seems that Emily has taken upon herself to do her own thing. Um, have you talked to? Have you talked to her? Are you involved? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, we yeah. talked a little bit. Hmm. And okay. she is she's the one who, to be fully honest with you, who encouraged us to check out the boathouse because that's where she heard the nephews were to camping. Hmm. Okay. I don't want to throw her under the bus or anything, but she <laughs> is trying she's saying the same things you are and, and wants to get people together. No, I just uh, I know Emily has also been uh, I've been friends with the slaughters for a long time and knowing Emily uh, took her go getter attitude and uh, ran with that is nice to hear. It's good. It's good. I do think she is one of those people who likes doing things, and it's yeah, pretty no, it's weird. weird. That's true. She sent me many emails, um, <laughs> which uh, I've been told were long, and I did not have time to read. But I got it. I got the set. Someone read it back to me. I have people for that. I would like to circle back to the part where you said we had two options. Right. Thank you. And thank one you. was being ridiculous superheroes. So I'm curious to see what option two is. Sure, sure. So there's option one, ridiculous superheroes, put on the mask, have a name. Everyone knows you. Everyone loves you. That could be cool. Yeah, I, I can see how this is cool. The other is you can keep your normal lives. And again, this is another part-time job sort of thing. But you could be more of a... Again, I guess I need to say this in the most cool way possible, but a secret strike force defending the city. Now, what is that? I'm pretty into that. Well, I, you know, I could call you up when things are happening, when uh, we need someone to come in and take care of something. This would be a, li a little more secretive in a different way, although the superhero route, the masked route, I guess we can call it, the masked route, 
you would be able to walk around in relatively plain sight as long as you were disguised. This would be more secretive. You would be hiding in plain sight in that way. That you would still be your own thing. You could be a dog walker who at night beats up criminals or a custodian who beats up criminals or a or a museum educator who uses his ghost powers to beat up criminals. I mean, that feels like what we're doing already. Yeah, I think we've been doing that our whole lives. Mm. Which of these options has the coolest outfit? I would say that one is up to you, but I would say the superhero one has a cooler outfit. I'm not going to wear spandex. There is no way you're getting me into spandex. What if it's all leather? This is a better option. You would wear that anyway. (laughs) I would probably wear that anyway. Of course, of course. Listen, we have two choices here. One is you say yes or no to defending the city and keeping everything good. And the other one is how we're going to do it. So I guess there are two questions here, so... I guess, again, I'm sorry we're not going to answer the question immediately. I would also just like to point out to, like, the legal standpoints, like, vigilantism is illegal. And working with the mayor, I would like to know, like, hey, if I decide to go beat up some, you know, young adults who are doing crimes, um, I'm not going to go to jail for that. Sure. I think that's a good question. In both situations... This would be an established thing that I would have on my docket and a small, important group of people would know that you are on our side. It would be if people knew you outside of the way that you are related to me, it might be a little bit outside of my hands. And we can, I can do as much as I can. You know, we're, we're talking about worst case scenarios here. Let's say, I don't know, Val becomes... Uh, Puncherella, we were just spitballing because mozzarella and punch together. Name. Nope, hate that. Okay, well then we're not going to use that one. That is the best thing I've ever heard. And if you're not Puncherella, I will quit this team. How would you be fucking Puncherella then? <laughs> how, how about just punch? Well, let's say Val was Puncherella, and everyone we're in, not going to say that. Well, let's just spitball and they're Puncherella, and uh, they are in there. They become the hero of Little Italy. And then it becomes a whole other thing, and it grows, and I can only do so much, and it might spiral out of control. I think, worst case scenario, everything that you have my backing, I can do everything that I can. Sounds like maybe some danger pay is in order. Danger pay would work. If you're in dangerous places, you get paid more, of course. Don't worry about the pay. You will be taken, you will be taken care of. What I you don't have to say yes or no to any of these questions. I will also say that time is a little bit more of the essence. She goes under her desk and she opens up a drawer and kind of like rummages around in there. And she puts a plastic box on the desk. You know, like those scientific like cages where you can see everything inside. It's like that hard plastic. Um, And inside, there's like a wooden box inside of that plastic box. And you look at her and nothing happens for a few seconds. And then the top of the wooden box inside opens up. And this like little cartoonish looking bomb 
climbs out of the box and it has like this this like smug look on its face and these like little feet and it it talks in this little like chirpy like little squirrel language and then it just explodes and it's all self-contained inside of the plastic box but you see that as the explosion fades it kind of fades as like little 8-bit pixels and then after a minute it kind of just repeats. This another little cartoon bomb comes out of the box, swears at all of you, and then it just like explodes, and there are more pixels there. The fuck is that? Uh... Danger pay is is a good is a good way to to say it. I think sooner rather than later we'll need that defense. And she takes out a note, and it says, "A time bomb has to go off sometime, Doctor Morrow." And it's signed into this big flourishing script with the name Gutenberg. To your original question, people are making things that I'm not sure how it happens. We've worked on some sort of technology like this, but never to this sophistication. I don't know where the pixels are coming from either. Um, and I, don't, I do not know who this Gutenberg person is. But every day, I am finding boxes of little bombs, of little min, of little gremlins, of little like walking robots, and they all explode, and they all end up in little pixels, and they all have a note from Gutenberg. The nephews, we can and should deal with as well, but I would like your answer sooner rather than later. Really have to know more about January, though. Yeah, what what is going on with that? Oh, he's a rabbit. Yeah, no, I got yeah, that. Yeah, but do, rabbits do, 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 don't do. talk. 